Welcome to the Comedy Here Often podcast. I'm your host, Kevy. With me, as always, is my co-host, Young Alexi. This week on the show, we have musician, producer, and all-around funny person, Steve Bays. Um, hey, Steve. Oh. Whoa, what'd you get? Wow. Oh. Alexi, you gotta yes. see a studio when we're allowed to be around each other again. It's amazing. Wow. Whoa. Okay, there's a, there's a bunch of junk over here because we were filming a little radial promo video that's uh, okay you saw my my mess <laughs> yeah. yeah but you have you have and also what okay yeah. you're she was crazy a, she was an engineer at, at blue light right at a yeah. yeah oh i uh, know blue light i've never worked out of there but i i know of it for yeah. sure yeah oh, i used to help build it so what yeah, yeah. How, where did you come from? That's crazy. No, and, and Alexi was a chef also. <laughs> At Federico's. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, you win the, you win the cool contest for sure. Um, okay. So you can see the aquarium, right? That's I'm, definitely Yes. Aquarium. I like that so that's I, the only continuity error between the two videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you'll, it'll be, it'll be like, well, the thing is, see, I, uh, I find with uh, comedy, uh, um, <laughs> so is this, com- is this comedy related, really? Because I feel like this is more like going to be kind of like porn for like motivational speaking people, well, you know, like. I, I can't think of anyone better who needs motivation than comedians. So this is going to be helpful for them. But um, yeah. <laughs> well, I, got no- I got nothing. I got nothing. What I was thinking would be funny is if you. Can you talk about when you lived in that punk house with all those people? <laughs> like a teenager. Oh man. Well, I won't bore you too much with it because it, I can, I have a tendency to ramble, so I will try not to, but basically um, the second I graduated high school, I, I was like, I'm out of here. Like I wanted to be solo, but, but then I like looked into the cost of rent and it was like, Ugh. Um, so then I just like moved into my parents' basement for a little bit. Um, but I like locked the door and I was like, you need to schedule when you come down. Like I was very, <laughs> very strict about it. Uh, um, and like, I still had to pay them rent, but it was like, you know, not very much. And then, uh, so I needed a job. And so my dad gave me a job, like, so not punk, I know, but my dad <laughs> gave me a job. Uh, he, his, at his office, they needed to like convert their whole file system from one thing to another. And it was like, really tedious. So I figured out that, uh, on a VCR, there's RCA inputs, but then on a cassette, uh, recorder machine thing, there's RCA inputs. So I was like, wait a second. So I can just record TV onto cassettes and then just like have a little like earbud going. So I would be, I did this like eight hours a day office job, uh, at my dad's office so I could pay my dad rent. <laughs> um, and I would just, what's up? It's the first pyramid scheme. Your dad invented pyramid schemes. You know, so what, what you do is you like pop out a couple kids, you know, you raise them or whatever for like 18 years. And then like <laughs> insanely cheap labor. You gotta yes. be insane. You don't have to pay health benefits, none of that. Like, yeah, it's totally under the table, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so anyway, uh, I would just listen to Seinfeld. um, 
And this is like the that. early days of Seinfeld. Like we're talking season one, two, three tops. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. My dad, funny enough, uh, just got into Seinfeld. He's like, he's like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Like he's so stoked on it now. I know what got him uh, into it. Tim Wong. The dentist. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the con- converting for the jokes. It's so funny that you would say this because when I first started working at 604, I started in the store. So I was doing the, oh, yeah. all, the, all the store stuff. And I'd have to move a lot of boxes around and everything. So I'd like have my headphones in and I'd always be listening to friends on my phone from Netflix <laughs> in my pocket. Oh my God. <laughs> because you can kind of like, you can check in and out. You're not missing plot lines. You know, yeah. like you're not like, oh, what did, Joey, say to the duck. You know, it's great. Uh, Steve at one point decided to get rid of all his CDs and DVDs. So he gave them to me. Oh, and in that collection was every season of friends. And I'd never tried friends. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try friends. And I watched all 10 seasons. And then I was like, I still don't know if I like this. <laughs> uh, <Love it. laughs> try try friends like it's it's kind of like that mr show skit like uh, titanica or whatever it's like like oh you guys wrote that song try suicide and i tried suicide it's like yeah your, <laughs> no. your dad fucking sued us but you guys won that's awesome yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah but, uh, my like shitty pop version is like try friends <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked it on the tour bus because uh, I like I never wanted to go on tour. I never wanted to even be in a band. And then Paul Holly basically dragged me, <laughs> kicking it, kicking and screaming to go on on tour. And uh, and then I remember we stopped at like a Walmart or somewhere like in the states, and it was like it was you know in the middle of the night. And I guess like it, bus drivers like they love. Walmart's because I don't know there's all these like perks or something yeah like like Percocets that you can buy um and uh no but there's like a lot of like reasons to stop at like a Flying J or Walmart or whatever so I just like went in and he was fueling up or whatever and I found this little portable DVD player which was like probably like ludicrously expensive and then uh I and then I found industrial strength Velcro and that that really set me off on like a 15 20 year love of industrial strength velcro which is since <laughs> which has since turned into magnets i, yeah. I really love magnets. that was late uh, yeah. but uh so i would ha- i would always have like a little dvd player um and i just always had insomnia i remember you and i always bonded over yeah. discussions of insomnia which i it went away one day and like now i literally can like i'm like that guy that can like lie down and decide to go to sleep it's insane. Luxury. It's, it is a crazy luxury. I still need something on, like some crappy show, but because yeah. of touring, I just, I needed to have like mindless things on all the time to fall asleep. And uh, yeah, Friends was one of those things. Yeah. And to this day, I'm like always looking for just comedies yeah. that are just shitty enough that I don't care if I miss it. I, I'm not saying Friends is shitty. I'm definitely not. I'm just, because it actually... I think it's all those people are funny and talented, but I'm still not sure it's my taste, but the, I think the American office here's, I was just thinking about this. 
<laughs> the American Office and Fresh Prince of Bel Air, I think, are the best sitcoms ever. I was just thinking this today. Super creepy and weird that you would put those two together because <laughs> Will Smith, Illuminati, Steve Carell, Brian <laughs> Genius. Like, uh, I I think The Office US is anyone that says they they don't like it i'm like oh okay so you 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 haven't gotten into it yet they're like no i've tried i've watched yeah. a few episodes and it's like it's not really that funny it's like you will get into it like yeah. it, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like saying you're not into chips or something yeah. it's like yeah, they're too salty it's like <laughs> <laughs> you will get into chips at some point like and we'll yeah. discuss then yeah, yeah exactly you just haven't seen the basketball episode of Chips. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, take, so well, think, you just actually referenced season one, which is like the the thing that really throws people off. Like you, you need to start at season three. I think season two is incredible. But if you're new to The Office, late the second half of season two, maybe like season three, you think you'll be sold. That, that's when Andy shows up? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> Simple as that. Um, yeah. Did you ever get into that show, Alexi? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. It's like one of my like like friends and the office are like really nice, like easy shows that I can like put on in the background while I like do things and yeah. but like, Alexi, you, you you need to commit. Oh, I've definitely like sat down and like Oh my god, you just oh dwight no way also that's commit socks um i was just wearing the exact same brand today of my running socks amazing we need to commit we need to commit. oh my god i'm trying to think of if i have anything office but i don't think i do <laughs> that okay i had i had two knickknacks i'm like i really don't like when you go into studios and there's knickknacks everywhere i'm like oh <laughs> that's your thing not mine sorry huh? uh, but i have two knickknacks one is the Dwight bobblehead that Kevy gave me. Oh yeah, I got it for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, way to like alley oop the compliment I already gave you. Last <laughs> um, but uh, the other one is just like a little red Lamborghini, and I retired them recently. And I've I like it went through my head like if Kevy comes over, like he's gonna notice I don't have it because it was sat on my monitor for like years, and I was like, run. oh, Kevy. Kevin, like it goes through your head, you know? I'll put yeah. another thing in the street to remember me by. A subpoena. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Steve, did you have, was that your first day job? Was working for your dad? Uh, no, no, no. I, I, um, oh, well, I mean, I did some gardening, like, for him as well. <laughs> You know, like when your parents, <laughs> you know, when your parents, like, they're just like, uh, dig up the weeds. Yeah. Um, you know what I ask is like, so, for some reason, every guest we've had lately worked at Dairy Queen at one yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody. Yeah. Ron oh. Neal worked there. Andrea Jin worked. Like, it's so weird. So basically I'm asking, did you ever work at Dairy Queen or anything like Dairy Queen? Yes. Yes, I did, actually. Not Dairy Queen specifically, but I did work at two competing ice cream stands in the same summer, like wow. day in, day out. That's pretty close. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. One was called Canada Cones, and it was, I w it was like a, a f my old bandmate, Quinn, who played in my old band in Still. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that like hardcore bands just like choose a word that means nothing. It's like instill what? Like, what, is, <laughs> what are you instilling? Straight edge in, instill. It it was a straight edge band. We had a we had a song called Revolution of One, and it was about how like you need to start a revolution from inside your mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so Quinn's, Quinn had a buddy that started this Canada Cones ice cream business. And uh, I was just like, oh, it's so whack. Like, it's so not cool. And now he's probably like, you know, some genius entrepreneur guy that's, <laughs> or maybe it's not. Maybe he's, maybe he's, he's cool. OD'd on, on <laughs> fentanyl. I don't know. But um, I just think that, like, <laughs> it's a fine no, he just had his, he just had his, act together early on and so I was an employee um and I remember the first time I dabbled with having an extreme hangover um was it was it was on my birthday and I think it was like maybe it was my 19th birthday or something like that and this is when I first learned I I I like drinking but uh not to the point of this yes so that's exactly yeah. it. I like to drink. I don't really like to be drunk, I've realized. Go on. No. Mm. Yeah, like, it's very, very rare, like, that I actually, like, wake up and and I'm like, oh, oh my God, this is what a hangover feels like. like <laughs> it's, been, it's been years. Uh, but this is one of those times. And I remember we were playing Spin the Bottle, uh, we, but like all with like a circle of people we knew it was very like tame. It was like kind of my first time doing spin the bottle so and fun. my longtime bandmate, best buddy, Cam pipes, who, who was like fully like metal guy. He's got like Satan tattoos all over. Yeah. He, he sang for blood, three, three inches of blood. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you know, they toured with like maiden and like the darkness and all this stuff. So like, he's like a metal guy and he, he thought the stuff I was into was like, insanely puss his words not mine <laughs> <laughs> um but i remember like so so we that. were somebody was like I, I think it was for my birthday or something in there like like did a margarita night thing like and then after one round of margaritas it was kind of like well uh that's a lot of work so yeah. now it's up to you so i was like oh um well i have this gin which i had like didn't know anything about it, and I had some like green Kool-Aid. So oh I was like, oh, okay, I'll try that. Um, and then two things of note from that night was we did spin the bottle. It goes around and it lands on cam. And it was like, this is pre, this is like back in the day when if there was gay people that were in your school, like you didn't know about it. You know what I mean? Like it was, people forget that like, old guys like me, like we did not know of anyone gay, like it, but there was, they were everywhere, of course, but, um, it was a weird time anyway. So it lands on cam and it was just like, I didn't know what the rules were. So I had to kiss cam. Um, and it was like, it was like my first like spin the bottle experience. I was like, it sucks. Like I, I get why I haven't played it till now. And, um, so I kiss him and like everyone is like laughing or maybe not. I can't remember what the reaction was, but then I just remember Cam, I, cause he was the metal one. I thought he was going to just be really put off by it. And he just goes, I can't believe 
my first gay experience was with my best friend. Oh my God. <laughs> That's the best. Like, like, I'm like, it, it's not a gay experience. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not an experience. We were playing spin the bottle. These are the rules. Like, it this happened. All right. Get over it. The best story anyway. I've ever heard. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> it's not great. And, and then I, next thing I know, I just remember like hearing Promise Ring on in the background, which is like this like emo indie pop band that was big at the time. And I was just like puking green in the toilet. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. never, I didn't, I didn't drink gin again for 20 years, probably. Like oh, I, wow. it was awful. And then I had to work at Canada cones the next day. So I'm standing on government street, um, like downtown, like right near the, the Empress in Victoria. It's just tourist central. And it was like, I just remember it being the worst feeling I've ever had in my life. Like having to just like serve ice cream cones to people in the sun. And just being, having like the most insanely awful feeling. And I remember this, I remember this, like, and I was really broke at the time too. And this, this tourist goes like this, they couldn't speak English. And they just went like that with like a handful of money. They had no idea what the value of it was. And I was just like, Oh no, it was my first moral dilemma. Oh no. Like, Cause I literally could have taken like so much money and I didn't. And I'm glad I didn't in retrospect. Of course, but like at the time, I was really struggling. I was like, "Man, I could just go nuts," but I did. <laughs> you just robbed those tourists blind. I love it. Yeah, I had another moral dilemma. I had four jobs at once at that point. I was in like four Holy bands at once. I had four jobs at once, and I was probably in like three or four bands at once. And I was going to school, like UVic and stuff. Like I, it was so crazy that. uh now I can like barely get one thing done in a month, like let alone like, <laughs> like all that. But now my standards are higher. Like now it's like, if I work on a song, like, you know, you, it's like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't rejoin and still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'd be open to it. I'm still buddies with, uh, with Cam who's an install and uh, Dave. I now Dave, he, he went on to, uh, he got really into like the, like, anyway, boring i just want to say i love that not boring for him or me but for you guys no I, I say it's not boring but i love that your your best friend was a metal guy and he him thinking your taste was insanely puss probably means he was judging the cure and morrissey that's probably what you liked that he thought was insane no i didn't i didn't even know of the cure or morrissey like i remember with by the time years later when hot heat started which was like my 30th band um the the press was they would be like oh what are your influences you know like they would ask like just generic like just woke up out of bed like you yeah. have to ask someone questions like oh how'd you come up with the name it's like <laughs> really <laughs> really okay oh, God. um what are your influences and I would tell them my influences and they wouldn't know them. So they would just, they would tell me that my influences were the cure <laughs> and the Smiths and stuff like that, but especially the cure. And then, uh, somewhere there exists on K rock in LA. They, they asked Robert Smith, like, have you heard how to heat? Uh, do you think that he sounds like you? Everyone says that guy sounds like you. And he was like, no, he doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> and I totally agree. <laughs> Like he was choked. He was choked at the com comparison, as oh he should God. be. I, 
he's like I'd sounded like a friggin' raccoon being choked, and then he's like got like an amazing like you know. Well, the bravery sounds like the cure. Yeah, I, mean, I was gonna say like, <laughs> there are a lot of people who copy his style, and you're not one of them. But thank you. Some bands copy your style, and I won't name them. Um, okay, let me uh, let me list them off. Eve Six, uh, Sugar Ray, um, Catherine Wheel. Yeah, um. <laughs> that was a great obscure reference on the fly. See, this is why you're you're born to podcasts. Thank you. I really appreciate that's why. It. That's also my suggestion for your first face tap. Alexi, Alexi, how did you you two kind of end up teaming up? Well, um, I how how did how did this happen? I mean, like you kind of just asked me if I wanted to like do some podcasts, but we already kind of knew each other because I was like working at the label. That sounds like a very like 2018 Tinder kind of uh, (laughs) dialogue. It is my bio. Everyone's um, <laughs> just like, hey, podcast? you like to podcast? Let me <laughs> let me clear something up though. Born to podcast is not my face tattoo. It's on my knuckles though. And secondly, oh, yeah. um, Alexi was. It's it's funny. I can't. I actually can't remember why somebody left the label, and then I was engineering the podcast. And before you and I got were before you were in here, Steve, Alexi and I were talking about how I don't like to produce and engineer at the same time. I like to just focus on one or the other. And I'm not really that into engineering. And so I just asked her if, because she, she told me she engineered. So I just asked if she wanted to come do it. And then she started just engineering, but she's such a good another, audience. Another line, but I'm um, going. Um, she's such a good <laughs> audience. That she, she's like fun to have around and a good, a good riffer and a good audience. And so I started, I was just like, do you want to be on camera? And so she was kind of like the first Phil Giroux, which is a Tom Green. Uh, yeah. Or, um, or even he, better yet. Yeah. Uh, young Jamie. Yeah, exactly. Young Jamie on Joe Rogan's podcast. He's the engineer and occasionally he'll just chime in. So she's young Alexi and that's how it all started. Yeah. I mean, Phil, Phil <laughs> Giroux is, is, is not anything. He's got a face for radio where it's like, you guys are both kind of, you guys are like sidekicks, you know, like yeah, Phil Giroux yeah. was definitely a demotion. So yeah. <laughs> young, young Jamie is better. Basically Alexi, Tom Green had a TV show and his best friend who didn't really have any talent would just be behind him through a window <laughs> laughing at everything. That's kind of like me. I remember, I remember, <laughs> banging on the window. Yeah. The Phil Giroux was like the first time I ever heard um, of like the concept of like a laugh having a recharge. Cause he would, he would have his cup of coffee. Like, uh, Oh yeah. Get, yeah a, okay. get a cup of coffee. So we know what you mean. Let me take out my hand, Sandy. Out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take out uh, my Tiny screwdriver. Another tiny one. Sorry. Perfect. Uh, another tiny one. So, anyway, I just kind of wanted to brag about that. So, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a great like collection of them. Usually, they're all hey. scattered around the house. Yeah. The mug oh, I got you. You want to see a collection of? Uh, okay. Anyway, so he had this. Uh, <laughs> Not this cool, but he had a coffee mug and then he would do this like 
he'd just be sipping away the whole show and then he'd start laughing and I can't do it because as you know Kevy, I'm not good at laughing but um he would recharge so it'd be like <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <gasps> oh my god Steve got me this I love this whoa you are the world's best Kevy. thank you it's another yet another office reference I, I and oh, I know this reference of, oh what's your reference what oh I thought you said I have what? a reference too and I was oh, like no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm uh, at least familiar enough. <laughs> yeah. I I actually put on a a Kevy influence sock on this foot, so we love that. Because Kevy used to be very to die obsessed. To die, he loved the tie dye. Yeah. Um, but then oh, I also oh. threw in a bonus <laughs> a bonus for additional warmth. So this is my Obama sock. Yes, we love it. Yeah, that's great. Oh my god. I'm a big Obama fan. Um, Same yeah. here. Yeah, me too. You say Rainmaker? She didn't say Rainmaker, but great, great film. Uh, let's talk I about it. Just I sort of wish now that I had. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be a good like yeah. when you someone says something really esoteric and you have no idea how to reply. It's like Rainmaker. Or you just you just bring up a Matt Damon movie. You're like <laughs> <laughs> such well, as yeah. <laughs> Ocean's Twelve. Um, <laughs> Ocean's Twelve, man. Let's do uh, let's do one more segment and then let's call it. Um, Steve, you ever had an experience with a ghost? No, Victoria, I. One I, of the more haunted parts of Canada. I did hear that there was ghosts. Uh, I when the, my school would have books, um, you know, when there's like book day or whatever, and you can order books, and then they yes. arrive, and everyone would would be like. Oh my god! Like my babysitter's club book, or that was like, the best you know, thing ever. Yeah, it was because <laughs> it was your first taste of consumerism. Let's be honest; like it's true. <laughs> like if if you could order more than books, people yeah. would be probably doing that. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I would I was obsessed with ghosts, and um, so all my books were always ghost related, um, like the kind of like like classics, you know, like the like oh. That doesn't like. There's somebody calling me, like saying all this, like messed up shit. Like, um, sir, the the number that's calling you is within the house. Honestly, this is so hilarious because that's exactly what I used to order too. It was just ghost books with these stories. What? Oh, okay. What about the like? Uh, well, that's impossible. Like, he's been dead fifty years. Yeah. Yeah, like that, like that kind of thing. I yeah. love that. Um, that and like yeah. uh, Canadian ghost history. And there was a lot in Victoria. Yeah, there was, I lived near, I lived near uh, one of the, like the legendary places um, the where there was like a crazy murder and stuff. And, um, uh, but Alexi, uh, she loves what? Murder. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I sense that I could, I just got a vibe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the. Um, Kevin, that was our secret. But yeah, you, she she loves murder podcasts. But anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah, I I I get that. I can see that about you for sure. Um, and that in killing small animals. She's Pick, yeah. picking up on that vibe from you big time. No, okay, that too far. That was in her. That was in her Tinder profile. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, so I heard that there was like 
all these like um, pathways under the in Victoria, like underground and stuff. Mm. And I was like, oh, like I, we got to find them. So me and me and a couple of pals, this one girl, Michelle, I can't remember who it was. It was her and maybe a couple other people. But so I just assembled like a zoo crew of like ghost hunters <laughs> and. One of them was in front of the Empress, actually, right near where I'd, my Canada cone stand was. You apparently you could lift up um, like a big manhole and go under, um, and like enter these underground tunnels. And apparently there was opium dens everywhere because oh. there was this there was this bookstore in Market Square that specialized in like witchcraft and stuff like that. So. I couldn't buy the book, but I just like perused it and I was reading about these different spots. So that was one of them. So we went down in the middle of the night and I was walking like under, like below the Empress and like these underground tunnels. But then there was just like a a concrete cutoff because I guess that's where like all the drug dealing was going on and these opium dens and stuff. So they just like kind of like blocked them off. So then I was kind of like, well, okay we got to find more. And then I heard that there was one at Ross Bay cemetery. So we, we found the entrance point in Ross Bay cemetery. I went down in this like tiny ladder in this like really obscure manhole. And there was like a foot of water and I was like, it's really dank and cold. I was like, Oh, so I went down and I saw it. It does exist. Um, and then a guy with a flashlight in the distance was like yelling at us. And, and he, I guess they had a security guard there. Uh, so basically he chased us out of Ross Bay cemetery and we, he probably chased us for like half a kilometer. Like we were running for a long time. Oh my God. I got news for you, Steve. That guy's been dead for 50 years. (laughs) 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 That's a good way to wrap up. I think. (laughs) Spit tape would have been, would have been great, but there's a lot of nice gear here. Don't spit on your high end equipment. Thanks for coming on the show, Steve. Yeah. Uh, hey, um, quick question. Yes. Um, when do we, when, when do you start taping? <laughs> Wait, you haven't been recording this the whole time, have you? That was, <laughs> that was some very secret manhole adventure stuff. I didn't want out in the. In the <laughs> I love that. Alexia, I love that you have a green screen, but you haven't opted to use it. So it's like, it's like, I pointed that out. You're just like, you just have V drums and. She just likes green screens. She just likes. (laughs) I like the green. (laughs) Green is my favorite color. (laughs) It's my favorite color. Okay. I, this, I did zoom for the first time last week because I'm, there's, I'm putting out a record on this with this company and it was our first kind of face to face meeting thing. And one of the other guys in the band was, uh, he did the zoom like green screen thing. Oh, yeah. And when I like went like that, he did a screenshot. And so his, his background was exactly the same as this. Um, and I just, I thought, I just thought it was genius. I was, love that. Yeah. Tevi, you and I were talking about doing an episode in a tree fort where yeah. our backgrounds are just different angles of the same tree fort. Yeah. Yeah. We just, we just lie about it and say that we had to do this. Get away from people. I love, I love like, I, I've, I watch a lot of YouTubers and follow like a lot of kind of niche topics on YouTube and all the vloggers, like they kind of pimp out their backgrounds. So like carefully you've got like 
a, a baseball cap and a bunch of shadows and then try it out is, is in the yeah. background. Yeah. Here's the back Andre poster. I also have um, a painting of myself. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Narcissism or the painting? I love narcissism. <laughs> I don't care for the arts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just okay. love how there's so much art of your face. No, no, it's a, it's a work of art itself. <laughs> he he has a face for interpretation. How dare you? I'm, a, I'm an artist. <laughs> thanks for coming on, Steve. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. And um, just want to encourage you guys to um, to donate. Just anything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just anything goes like, uh, like that box of wine of that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm drinking it right now, but after this glass, I will we'll not need another one anymore and I will donate it to Parker because it is shit wine, but you know, free wine is still free wine. Parker Bosley, some more wine that is cheap. Please donate. Please donate to struggling musicians and love you, Parker. Uh, I'm here for your cause. I want to get you drunk on ten dollars or less. (laughs) You can do it. He'll tell you which ones. (laughs) (laughs) On that. Bye, Steve. Thank you. Okay, see you guys. Bye. Thanks to everyone watching. Thank you for listening to the Comedy Here Often podcast. I've been your host, Kevin. Thank you to Steve Bates for coming on. Make sure to follow him on social media. Make sure to check out his bands, Fur Trade, Hot On Heat, and Mounties. And uh, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. And make sure to follow us on social media at Comedy Here Often. We'll see you next week.